0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. The CDC Infection Control Guidelines make it clear that in order to ensure effective sterilization, items must be exposed to all three sterilization criteria, and that includes time, temperature, and pressure. And when we talk about pressure, we're talking about steam pressure. We're very happy to be talking with Leanne Kiefer today about how to ensure compliance with these CDC guidelines specifically with the use of SureCheck sterilization pouches. Hi, Leanne. Welcome to the program.
1: Phil, thank you for inviting me. Crosstex is glad to participate in these new podcasts.
0: And we're happy to have you. So my first question to you, Leanne, is SureCheck sterilization pouches have built-in chemical indicators. What does the color change represent?
1: It's a great question, Phil, because, you know, sometimes people think with the pouches, the the paper plastic pouches, when they do have the chemical indicator dots, they think that this means if the dot changes color as it's prescribed by the manufacturer, that means the contents of that pouch are sterile. That's not what it means because you cannot prove sterility simply from a color change. There are no live organisms there. What it tells you is that the contents of that pouch with an internal indicator have been exposed to the parameters that that particular pouch, the chemical indicator is measuring. In the case of the shirt check pouch that you mentioned, it's a multi-parameter pouch. And in order to classify to be a multi-parameter, it has to measure two or more of time, temperature, or pressure in the form of steam. The unique feature for for SureCheck is that it takes all three of those variables, not just two, but all three, to make that color change. So it gives that clinician that umbrella policy, that extra um, feeling of security that the sterilizer is, you know, performing as it should. And it's just saying that it was exposed to those parameters. Realize that most sterilization pouches on the market are a type 1, and a type 1 only responds to heat. Mm. and I live in Colorado, and in the summertime, Phil, I could put a bunch of type 1 pouches in the back of my car and leave them there all day. And I tell you, my car isn't—it uh, doesn't have steam or, or pressure.
0: So, so the, this is amazing. So the three sterilization criteria that the CDC guidelines talk about, you're saying is completely monitored uh, by, that one, by the one pouch.
1: It takes all three of those things to happen at some point in time during the sterilization process to cause that color change from pink to dark brown.
0: Wow, that's very clever. So um, the old age question, should (laughs) pouches, and, and, you know, I've been to several infection control seminars and webinars, and some of the top people like yourself uh, have been teaching those those presentations, and this question always comes up. Should pouches be placed in the steam sterilizer plastic or paper side up?
1: You're right, Phil, it is an age-old question, and the way I answer that is comparing best practice to common practice. And what our guidelines and standards tell us, meaning CDC guidelines and the AMI Standard 79, that best practice is to place the pouches vertically on a rack like books on a shelf, and that rack is going to allow for separation between each pouch which then allows the steam to circulate 360 around the entire pouch, paper and plastic side. And also, it allows for the heat to circulate all the way around to provide adequate drying. Mm-hmm. So your best choice is vertical like books on a shelf.
0: Okay. Now, does not all sterilizers have that capability, correct?
1: the sterilizers, most steam sterilizers will come with original equipment manufactured racks that may be an add-on item. And then there are also supplemental racks that can be purchased that can, you know, be placed on top of the trays to facilitate placing the racks vertically. There's always a way to make it happen. It's just you have to make the choice to invest in the racks and understand why that's best practice um, as opposed to the common practice of placing them horizontally.
0: Okay. And this is so important for the the new person that comes in the practice who's in the sterilization department to know these you know these very simple rules about how to how to place the uh, pouches in the sterilizer.
1: I'd also want to make mention that you know we always say to follow manufacturer's IFUs. And in this um Realm. It's important that they read their sterilizer manufacturer IFUs because they're, within each one of the manufacturers, they may make a reference to the common practice of using horizontal, load, horizontal loading or placing the pouches flat. And one sterilizer manufacturer may say plastic side up mm-hmm. in their brand of sterilizer, while another one may say paper side up. So if you are going to choose not to do the vertical loading, it is essential that you follow your sterilizer's recommendation for proper placement and make sure that they're in a single layer only. They're not overlapped. Um, you need to leave room for those pouches to expand and contract.
0: Yeah, that's very, very good information. Do plastic paper pouches have an expiration date?
1: You know, this question, and I don't know why, but it has been popping up. Um, a lot in courses as well as I'm getting phone calls. There's actually two different things to think about. Pouch manufacturers will have an expiration date listed on the, on the box for the materials that the pouch is made from because there's validation testing that has to be done in order for um, the, cer- the, the certificate of analysis. So in the case of Crosstex, we have a three-year date from the date it's manufactured for shelf life for expiration. Mm-hmm. Now, the part where it gets confusing is we also, on our IFUs, say once the pouch has been used, in other words, it has been processed through the steam sterilizer, it has a three-year life after it's been sterilized as long as the pouch has not been compromised. It didn't get torn, punctured, or wet. So there's two different types of expiration date. Easy way to think about it. I have a box of pouches that expires on August the 30th. So on August the 29th, I sterilize pouches, and I put them on my storage area. And according to the IFU testing, as long as they're not compromised, they're good to go for three years. On August the 31st, that same box needs to be thrown out because the materials are now expired and cannot be used.
0: Mm -hmm. No, No, that's, again, excellent information, Leanne. Um, I really hope a lot of people listen to this podcast because this is extremely important to maintain infection control uh, within a dental practice my My last question on this topic, and please add something after this if if you think it uh, would be valuable to our listeners, what information needs to be written on each pouch, and where should it be written?
1: Great question, Phil. Right now, there's a, and especially in Canada, there's a lot of revisions going on between CSA and the guidelines and how they're doing their um, sterility assurance. And, you know, it may be trickling down, and one of those prime areas is what's the information on the pouch? Every pouch should be notated to have the sterilizer that it was processed in. And by that, you can't just say things like it was the, the Midmark or the Tutnow or the SICAN, because an office may have multiple of a same brand. So you need to have the serial number or a unique identifier that says which of those specific units was it in. You need to have the date that it was sterilized. It should have the operator's initials. Now here's another point that our our clinicians feel have to make a protocol choice. Are they going to have the person who loaded the pouch put their initials on it? Or are they gonna have the person who processed the pouch put their initials on it? Mm -hmm. So it has to be consistent and part of the infection control manual protocol. Last but not least, the thing that's coming up is load number or cycle number, because if we have to go back and do a recall because of a failed biological indicator it's helpful to know not just what sterilizer and date but what load of that date that particular instrument was cycled through um, the sterilization
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, this, uh, yeah it's, all this stuff has to be documented. Do you have some sort of manual that you uh, like an ebook or something that dentists could and uh, sterilization uh, employees could download to get to get this information at Crosstex.
1: Well, fortunately, we you know we all uh, abide by CDC guidelines and Crosstex bases our infection control procedures based off of CDC guidelines because that is the evidence based information. I would encourage our listeners, Phil, to either go to the CDC website or you can go to the osap.org osap.org right. and do a search for cd just put CDC summary because in 2016, the CDC released a very user-friendly document that sort of gives us um, a review of the 2003 guidelines, which are still valid, and it helps to take them through what the requirements for instrument reprocessing are. So all those documents can be downloaded from the CDC. That would be the... That's, that's what I'd recommend.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, we, we urge all of you to do that um, yeah. right after this podcast to do it. Uh, so.
1: <laughs> and one point I did forget to mention that we should share with our listeners. They should be writing only on the plastic part of the pouch. They should not be writing on the paper side. And they should be writing with a wet pen, not a ballpoint pen, not a pencil, not a crayon. It should be a, an approved um, ASTM wet pen.
0: Oh, wow. That's I didn't even know there was such a thing. Where do, where any uh, where do you buy that? Is that something cross sells? or
1: No, nope, you can actually go to most stores as when you look and Sharpie, I'll give you a brand name, Sharpie produces these pens and you will see at the end of the gray barrel will be the initials AP and it will either have a circle or a wreath around it and that means it has been through the ASTM testing and can be used. Wow. So, easy way to find it.
0: Last bit of valuable information coming from Leanne. Okay, well, let me. <laughs> now, that was great. I'm glad you put that in there. Thanks again, and we'll hope to see you soon.
1: Thanks so much, Phil. It's been a pleasure.